Uh, excited to come back. It's uh, last year was the first time I played the event, as you said, and I love the golf course. It's uh, it's you know makes me makes me wish I would have been here before. But you know, great golf course, great tournament, and what's more important, you know, you, you're playing for a for a great cause. Uh, FedEx St. Jude Hospital and 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 the event itself, right? I mean, you actually raising awareness for the people that need it and having uh, the hospital like this, thanks to FedEx, where people won't have to pay a single cent on the treatment they get for whatever they have. It's, it's important to have all over the world, right? So it's, uh, you know, I'm happy this year we're doing the birdies for FedEx and I'm, I'm joining myself doing $1,000 per birdie and 5000 for Eagle. Uh, so hopefully I can have a really good week and donate a lot and, and you know, try to uh, help all, the, all those in need. Got WGC this week, a major next week, and the FedEx Cup playoffs right around the corner. Uh, could you just speak to the importance of this stretch that we have coming up, a, a busy stretch of tournaments? It's busy because right after that, as well, you know, shortly after we have the U.S. Open, so it's uh, it's six really big events in an eight-week stretch. Uh, good golf to be played. I hope that's the thing. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations where somebody could get hot and you know, possibly run away with a uh, World Golf Championship, majors, possibly a FedEx Cup, or not everything, but, you know, different players having something big come up, right? So it's, uh, it will be a good time to, to start playing a golf, and hopefully I'm one of those. Uh, at the same time, we're going to have to hopefully stay mentally fresh, you know, rest and be able to relax after rounds to, to play our best golf when you need it as well and towards the end. So uh, it all starts with this week, though, so focus on, on this tournament and uh, hopefully having a, uh, a chance to win on Sunday. Great. Now let's take some questions from the media that we have on the line. Um, if you've got a question, please type your name into the chat window and I will call on you. We'll just give those a minute to come in. We will we'll start with Rex Hogger to Golf Channel. Go ahead, Rex. John, I'm curious, after the victory at Memorial, what, what do you think you celebrated most? The victory or getting to world number one? Didn't have, didn't have time to celebrate any of them, uh, <laughs> especially with how things are in Arizona right now. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think it's a combination of things, right? I mean, I was fully aware that Sunday that if I won the tournament, I was going to become number one in the world. So I think it's more uh, everything combined in my performance on Sunday. It's it sort of, I, I celebrate it, right? Uh, at the same time, as being number one in the world after Seve is a great thing. It's a consequence of playing good golf uh, throughout the last four years, not only last week. Uh, and it's something special to win that event last week, right? I mean, one of the strongest fields assembled on a PGA Tour event, the conditions, being Jack's event, uh, being, you know, throughout this time, it just made it a special week. So each one has obviously its merits to be celebrated, but I think I celebrated everything together, uh, whatever I celebrated, right? Because obviously uh, in only one week off, uh, the mindset was pretty quickly on, on what was to come. Thank you. Next, we will go to Doug Ferguson, Associated Press. John, kind of a two-part, two-fold question, if, if you will. Um, no, you only get one. What it means to be number one. Um, and secondly, and kind of related to that, when it was Dustin or Brooks or Rory or whoever, did you look at them as the best player in the world, and do you look at yourself as that now? <laughs> See, I, I've, I've heard that question before, right? Um, it's almost a consequence of 
how you've played in a long time, right? It's not like just the last two weeks or whatever. But getting to number one in the world, you need to play good golf consecutively for a very long time. And I've played consistent golf worldwide for the last four years. Uh, I think nowadays it's really tough to determine one player. Because yeah, Brooks is having a hard year right now. Uh, he's not playing his best, but he has won four majors in the last few years. Rory played amazing last year. It, it's hard to dictate one player alone. Uh, but, you know, it would be foolish of me to say that I, I'm not here thinking I'm the best player. And I think all the great players out there who's gotten to this point or are playing out that they believe they're the best player, right? And I think in golf, you need to prove that every week. So I think every week we go out there trying to prove that we're the best players and trying to win. Uh, and I think that's how I go. Um, now, what was the first part? Sorry, I kind of forgot. You're on mute, Doug. What was that? I couldn't hear you? Jerry, I'm making fun of Facey and I can't find the mute button. Sorry about that. Love you, David. Um, just what it means to you to be number one. It's an honor, you know, it's, it's a goal. It's something I set out to accomplish a long time ago and it's, it's a true honor and it's humbling to be here knowing how hard I've worked to get to this point and be the first Spaniard since Seve, knowing how some of the greatest golfers in history of Spain and Europe haven't been able to get there. So it's, it's, uh, it's unique and even my close friend Phil, you know, five time major champion wasn't able to get there. It is true that you know, some of those players had Tiger at the time, and obviously nobody's going to take that from them. But um, still, doesn't take away from what I've done myself. Uh, now, at the same time, getting here is it's great. You know, I've played great golf the last four years, but it's only I can only help to think I need to keep playing that good or better to hopefully stay here for a long time, right? Uh, it's it's kind of what I've set out to to be in that sense, right? Um, it's not only to get here, but to stay here hopefully for a long time. And, and that's the goal for, I think, a lot of us, right? Try to be consistently good and play good golf throughout our career uh, and hopefully win as much as possible while we're playing. Thanks, John. Next, we'll go to Dylan DeChair, golf.com. Go ahead, Dylan. Hey, John. Yeah, you sort of just started to address it, but I wonder if there's any sense of, you know, letdown or, or that it's a tricky thing now that you've made it to number one, which was the goal for so long, or if it just shifts your motivation and your goals a little bit. It's a goal accomplished. And I think the only reason why I've gotten here this year, uh, especially after quarantine, I think a lot of times I'm a person who does resets his goals every year, right? So at the end of the season, I'll write new ones. Uh, and even during quarantine, I wrote new ones. And it was the first time when I stopped kidding myself uh, and I acknowledged that I wanted to be number one in the world. And I wrote it as a goal. I always said it was a consequence of playing good golf, right? I'm like, oh, if I play good, it'll take care of itself. And it was the first time I kind of wrote and said, no, we have this time. If you play good golf, you can accomplish it. I made it a goal. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, it's not only to get there, it's to stay there, right? And to shift back to what I used to think, to stay there, I need to play good golf and hopefully win a lot every single week, right? It's a consequence of good play. So I'm here because of what I've done the last four years and hopefully I can keep playing just as good for the next few, uh, or hopefully the next 20 if I can, uh, to stay to stay in this position, right? Uh, it's a week to week thing right now. So it's, uh, I still not sure if I know how to deal with it, right? I've accomplished that, but I'm still thinking on, you know, WGCs, majors, FedEx Cup. There's a lot of good things to come that I want to accomplish as well. So I'm more focused on on keeping, just following my process each and every day, and and my routines every single day. Just you know, what's helped me get to here to just keep improving and becoming a better golfer. 
Do you have any kind of, oh, I want to be number one for a year, or I want to be one for six weeks, or, or you just want to keep, you know? As long as I can, hopefully. That's, that's a goal, as long as I can. It's, again, the process is to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday, trying to just keep improving and, and, and keep working right now, right? So uh, I just got to keep, keep doing the same thing. But again, it's a consequence of good play, so you got to play good golf to stay there and, and deserve it. Hey, John, uh, uh, before the pandemic, uh, this would have been the week of the Olympic uh, men's competition. I'm just curious if you've given much thought to what it might be like to you know, win an Olympic medal or just even compete in the Olympics. And have you spoken to um, Sergio or Rafa about their experiences in 2016? I have not spoken to them uh, since we've known for a while we were not going to play the, the games this year. Um, to me, it's a big deal to hopefully be an Olympian. It's not something golfers grew up with in their mind. It hasn't been in a very long time. So uh, for most sports or for almost every sport, being an Olympian and being an Olympic gold medalist is the pinnacle for many. Uh, unfortunately, it's not that in golf yet, but I think given time, you'll get the recognition and importance that it deserves. Uh, and Man, I hope so. I hope I can, can be one of those. I hope I can represent my country and, and win a gold medal for them. Uh, it's, you know, I've been fortunate to, to win gold medals around Europe and, and win a world championship for, for Spain as an amateur. And up until that point, you really didn't have anything afterwards as a pro. So I'm really excited, hopefully, to one day be an Olympian and hopefully bring a, add a medal to the, to the Spanish medal count as a golfer, which is something that wasn't a reality a few years back, and now it is. So. It would be a true honor. Uh, and again, being a gold medalist, I mean, Justin Rose is the only one who can say that right now, and it's a very unique feel. Uh, I know golf, it's maybe different to the way we think uh, some Olympic sports are, but still, you know, like, you are an Olympic gold medalist. It's as simple as that. It's, uh, it's a true honor that maybe, I don't know when, maybe in 10, 20, 50 years, we'll be like, wow, you know, Rosie was the first gold medalist winner in a very long time. and and you'll get the recognition that it deserves. I appreciate that. Thank you. Next we'll go to Mark Giannato, Memphis Commercial Appeal. Go ahead. Hey, John. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, this this is only the second time you've been here. A story came out a couple weeks ago about a tournament here a few years ago when Phil Mickelson made a bet on you uh, and on how, <laughs> <laughs> how good he thought you were going to be. What, did you Were you aware of that? Oh yeah, I've, ta I've talked to Phil and Colt. And I, I remember when it happened, because I think I had just played with Phil, uh, I had just played with Phil in Whisperock, and I think I was about to finish my, my senior year, I believe. And, uh, and yeah, that's around that time when, when this, yeah, because this event used to be earlier in the year, so when this came out, uh, when they came out with the bid, I was fully aware. I was fully aware he had bet in two years, I'll be topped in the world, so it's, uh, and I was fully aware when I got inside the top 10, I actually let him know, like, hey, can I get a piece of that? Like, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's something I've been aware of. Uh, and I know Colt, I, I've played, you know, quite a bit of, of golf with Colt as well. Haven't talked about it with him. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've been, I've been aware of this bit for a while. And then just in, in general, 
protocol mm-hmm. every, with the PGA Tour coming to town. For you guys as golfers, for you personally, is it are you used to it now at this point, you know, two months into this restart, or is it still strange going, you know, playing with no fans and having to go through all the different testing and protocols? Well, the, the only difference, right, is is the testing and maybe just being more careful around the clubhouse or what you touch, making sure your hands are clean and wearing a mask, right? Uh, I'm not wearing one now because I don't know if you guys will be able to understand what I'm saying, but that's that's a little bit different. But again, it should be what we do daily, even outside the golf course. So it's kind of imprinted into what we do now. Uh, and I, at least I've gotten used to the routine. I mean, I know when I, I every time I travel to a new site Monday, I want to do arrive before five o'clock so I can get my test done. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't have to think about it. Uh, the test, I wouldn't say it gets any easier itself. Still feel, feels really intrusive. <laughs> and, and yeah, you can't get used to that feel of the swab in your nose. But uh, it's what we got to do. And we were lucky we can have a process like we do every single week, uh, traveling and what we do everywhere, right? So uh, I think we should all be thankful and blessed that we're playing right now. And we're going to resume our season. and. And well, hopefully, if somebody's not used to it yet, hopefully they get used to it quick. Because I feel like these protocols will be here for a long time, and uh, I don't mind it at this point. You know, like I said, I always started with the base of being really thankful that we're playing golf. So I welcome it. It's it's what we're supposed to do, uh, and and that's what that's what our reality is right now. Hi, John. Um, you mentioned St. Jude earlier. Um, just, you know, obviously first round is Thursday, but how different do you think it's going to be not having, you know, the, the St. Jude patients are such a prominent part of the tournament, usually not having them this year. That's, that's going to be a pretty stark difference. Yeah, I feel, you know, I feel for the ones that want to be out here. Um, you know, the ones that are golf fans and they want to be here supporting the, their favorite players and, and supporting the event, right? Uh, I feel for them in that sense. I still hope maybe maybe we can see some of them at some point and, and visit them and hope, you know, wish everybody a recovery. Uh, Sorry, John, I think we're having an issue with the audio here. The heck? It's not on us. It's, uh, it's the... Oh, I know, I know. Okay, it's, if, if, we ever get, if we ever get through one of these without a problem... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it's good now. Okay. You guys yeah. hear me okay? He had to mute his microphone. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so what I'm saying, what I was saying, right, it's, I feel more for the, the St. Jude kids that want to be out here more than us. Uh, we're, at the end of the day, we're still here to play golf and, and do our job, but, you know, you can always see the smile on their face when they get their favorite players around and they can get to talk to the players. And, you know, uh, last year I popped into uh, the wives were having a day with, with some of the kids on the 18th tent, and, and I was just, I went there to say hello to a few of them because they told me they were Spanish speakers and, and just spent 10 minutes with them. and. It puts a whole new perspective on life, right? It's, uh, it's one of the reasons why I've partnered with uh, with a foundation in Spain, Fundación Aladina, for those who can understand, uh, who does the same thing, right? They work uh, in Madrid with the hospital, and and this this is the I think the only uh, paid expense cancer treatment for for kids in in Spain. I could be wrong, but if it's not the only one, it's one of the only ones, and. Uh, you know, throughout my tournaments, uh, my little junior league in Spain, we all the proceeds go to that foundation. So uh, you know, it's a cause that's important to me. I've always been a believer of 
of helping the next generations and helping the kids. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a week that's definitely special for me. Now, uh, like I said, it's a consequence of the good golf I played up until two weeks ago. So four years of good golf. So if I want to stay there from that moment on, I still need to play really good golf. So hopefully I can keep playing good and, and make it last a long time. If it doesn't, well, I keep working hard to win tournaments and, and get back on top again. It's, uh, it's, you know, like I said, you need to play really good golf continuously for a long time. So if I don't play good golf this week and somebody else does and they take the number one from me, it's because they deserve it. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry, I had to put you on mute again because of the audio issues. Just unmute yourself, ask a question, and then mute yourself again. Okay. What was it that made you uh, this time decide to write down a goal to be number one? Well, you know, I've heard many times on how, you know, you got to pretend like every week is the same week, right? Like not give more importance to one week than the next and this and that. And I think I was kidding myself, but not directly just making it a goal, right? Uh, I, again, it is true that you need to play good to get to that spot, but I just kind of, you know, just verbalized it, right? Put it out there to the world or at least for myself to know. And... Uh, it kind of just, I think, like it just really sat on my brain. And each day through quarantine, the process, what I did every single day was to play good golf to get to that point, right? So I think it just helped me how to have, you know, kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes any sense, just a guiding point of what to do every day. Uh, not that I don't have it, it just helped uh, have that. Next question, uh, Steve Demeglio, USA Today. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, a couple of ones. Um, you alluded to uh, the six big tournaments in the next nine weeks. Do you have a different plan to how to rest mentally and physically in the stretch? No. <laughs> Nothing special. Uh, I probably keep doing what I've been doing right now. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm, you know, out of quarantine. I'm in really good shape, so uh, I feel physically and mentally strong enough to, to do uh, what I need to do the next few weeks. Uh, and each one has different routines, right? Like I've said many times, some people might meditate, uh, some people play video games. I do both things. Whatever might help your brain or your mind just kind of stay fresh throughout this whole thing, right? It's as simple as that. And then on those weeks off that we have, hopefully replenish and just recover as much as possible. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a process. So every day counts and what I do today is gonna affect probably what I do a month from now. So. Uh, it this started a long time ago, not just today. Okay, and after what happened on the 16th hole on Sunday at Memorial, are you by any chance thinking about doing something differently when you get into the rough, especially with what we got coming up supposedly at TPC Harding and at other tournaments? No. I mean, there was a reason why I was number one in short game. Uh, that week in Memorial. And what happened, happened. I'm not gonna add any comments to it, but eh, 
it is what it is. It's not going to change my routine. Maybe be more careful, yes, but some weeks you don't have to think about it. A lot of those weeks were in Bermuda rough where the ball on the rough is a little bit different, the way you approach it is a little bit different. Harding Park, we'll see. I mean, I don't think I am. Uh, I'm always careful. And again, I didn't see that ball move. So how am I going to know what I'm doing when I'm not looking at the ball, right? Or, or just looking away. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, if we asked everybody that's looking away if that ball moved or not, they don't know. So why would they change anything that they don't know happened, right? So it's a little bit like that. Uh, maybe be a little bit more careful, assess the light better. Yeah, but uh, I don't think much needs to be changed. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. And we'll take our final question from Pat Ortiz of PJ Tour Entertainment. Go ahead, Pat. Hi, John. Um, TPC Southwind every year ranks pretty high in, um, in water balls. Uh, when you're thinking about going into the week and dealing with that element of water, what's your strategy? Oof, well, it all depends uh, on the wind as well. I know it can, it can get pretty windy out here. And I think you, get, you have the hazard on three, which is doesn't affect the fatigue. It affects the second shot, uh, four as well. I mean, you need to hit really, really good iron shots out here. And the thing is, like I said, it's Bermuda rough. And sometimes hitting into the rough is not the best option. You can get flyers, you can just lose control of the ball and end up in a pretty bad spot. So it just shows, like most of the TPC courses we play throughout the year, that Tito Green, you need to play really good golf. And luckily, it's one of my strengths. Hopefully, I can keep doing it. But, you know. If not off the tee, I think those second shots into the green are extremely important this week. And and uh, it's, I think, what you're alluding to, right? All of these hazards that we have in play, most of them are on the second shot. So it's important that we keep it uh, tight on those iron shots and be smart. A lot of times could be planning. A lot of times could be just the way you're striking the ball. Sometimes you're hitting it better than others. And some of the times could be just pure luck. But if we get wind, Obviously, it's going to be a lot more difficult if we get really good conditions and no wind. Uh, you just need to step up there and hit good shots with no doubt. There's no, you know, each one has their strategy. Uh, you still need to shoot a pretty low number, I think, where Brooks got to 15, 16 under last year. Uh, I know I had a really good round the first day, so the, the scores are out there, and, and you need to shoot low to be able to win here. So you uh, can't really be scared of the water in that sense. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cozy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home, but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone from Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. 
That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at footjoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoeingGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgetone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgetone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana and Golf Week's best you can play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's best you can play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? 
It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. <laughs> 